Leadership is a primary extension of God's first commission for humanity to rule in His image. Because the world had different ideas about how to lead, Jesus came to model what kingdom leadership looks like. So join me, Julie Lefebvre, and a rotation of co-hosts as we seek to encourage and equip kingdom leadership on earth as it is in heaven. Welcome to our first preview episode of Kingdom Leadership. This is Julie Lefebvre, and I am so excited to welcome all three of our co-hosts who will be joining me uh, throughout our time. So Chuck Edwards, Jimmy Nickel, and Dave Mitchell are all here. And in this episode, we want to introduce ourselves as well as the ideas that led us to the name of our podcast, Kingdom Leadership. So let's start with introducing ourselves and help our listeners know a little bit about us. Uh, Guys, what do people not know about you? Ooh, that's a great question. I, um, because I think you guys know me pretty well. Um, This is Chuck, by the way. They can't see you. This is Chuck. I'm not Dave (laughs) or or Jimmy. Glad to have you, Chuck. One of the things that uh, you probably don't know about me is, you know, growing up, I never, well, I wasn't a believer, but uh, I wanted to do nothing but be Jacques Cousteau. Like I was, I had every desire to be a marine biologist and to explore the ocean and discover these lost treasures, right? And so, um, and and what's cool is I kind of get to do that. I get to discover lost treasures in the word all the time. And as I'm worshiping, as I'm learning more about myself and people, so it, it turned into like, the same desire has lived out in me. It's just relationship now, right? Yeah. However, the thing that kept me, who's got to guess, what kept me from being a marine biologist? You live Outside in Kansas. Outside of my grades. Aside of my grades. <laughs> you <laughs> live nowhere near a body of water. I think Kansas is probably it. Actually, it was the first experience I had in a boat, and I caught this little bass, and uh, it. I, I had to kind of go in the water for it. And I immediately saw the depth of this dark place that I, I had no idea what was under the water. It terrified me. Mm. I'm scared of going deep in the water. the water. I've never been in the ocean outside of just letting waves crash over me. It, I, I'm terrified. So a little bubble, even ship, it wouldn't have protected me. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. So counselor, Bye-bye. worship leader it is. Yeah. So I never stepped foot into the depths of the oceans, but all right. Bye bye, Jacques Cousteau. Rather hearts. <laughs> depths of hearts. Oh, poetic. Mm. Yes. I don't know how to transition. I don't Jimmy, either. how do you transition? What do we not know about you? I don't have nearly as much to say. <clears throat> I'm Jimmy Nickel, and I would rather read a book than clean my house any day, which if you've been to my house, you probably already know that. <laughs> Welcome. We're glad to have you. Well, and yeah, many of us have learned that, yeah, you're the place, the go-to for uh, book suggestions, <laughs> mm-hmm. book conversation, yeah. book anything. Go we to would Jimmy. work well together because I literally can't read a book until <laughs> things are clean. Oh. Great. Come on over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can clean and she'll read to you. Yeah. yeah. Dave, what do we not know about you? Hi, I'm Dave. Uh, One thing people don't know about me is that my greatest aspiration until I was about 23 or 24 was to open my own gym. And uh, it wasn't going to be like a a Genesis or a Y. It it would have been more like 
uh, a warehouse made of cinder blocks with rusting equipment and just a bunch of guys taking steroids, hanging around <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eating protein. And so it is funny that now at 60, I'm sitting here around a table in a church creating a podcast. It's a very different life than I envisioned for myself back then. You were ahead of your time. You just wanted a CrossFit gym. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but CrossFit gyms, they have really good stuff like rogue equipment yeah. and all this really cool equipment. And um, But they don't have heat or air, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I was ahead of my time. <laughs> Well, I'm Julie Lefevre. You guys know me. Um, one thing that you may not know about me is partly, well, okay. So one of the things that we preach here is being transparent and open and vulnerable. So I feel like I'm I'm getting a little bit vulnerable here uh, because I've been, been to many of your homes. And um, yeah, one of the things that even though I grew up on a farm around animals all, all around, I really don't like animals. They kind of creep me out. They like, I, I get kind of this anxiety response mm-hmm. around them. And so I've had to work hard to pet the kitties and dogs. And it, it's so funny because they love me. They just want to be around me. So I think they know, they know <laughs> who to mm torture which really kind of plays into my narrative that they're out to torture me like Uh, to to mess with me so yeah anyway (laughs) they're not no we're supposed to rule over them we are okay well that brings us good transition thank you (laughs) let's jump in to kingdom leadership the name of our podcast uh, really does point to the goal of what we hope our conversations will be around this table and so We just want to acknowledge that uh, there are so many different aspects to this, and we hope that it takes us many, many episodes to be able to uh, dissect them. But Dave, you've been helping all of us at Westridge to understand that in the beginning, God commissioned humanity to rule. And as I was thinking about the podcast and this name and our goal, I just wondered, can we substitute the word lead for rule? I definitely think there is tremendous overlap between those two concepts. Uh, the the word, the Hebrew word that's translated rule or sometimes reign is really just the common word for how a king in that era ruled or reigned or led or influenced or cared for or governed his kingdom. There's tremendous mm. commonality between our ideas of leading and rulership in the garden. Yeah. So, so interesting because when we think lead or we think reign, we have a specific picture, but what, you know, did God give Adam and Eve a picture of what that meant? You know, we were, they were made in his image to rule. So how, you know, what did they have to go on? How did they know what that meant? All the other creatures were created according to their own kind. And that's the repeated refrain, all of the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the creatures that crawled along the ground were created according to their own kind, but humanity was created in the image of God. And then there's this uh, clause, they call it the so that clause, Mm -hmm. humanity was created in the image of God so that they might rule. And we don't know exactly what that means, but at least in part, it means 
that humanity had the capacity to choose to make decisions instead of operating primarily out of instinct. We have this gift of choice-making, a gift of intellect and forethought and imagining and predicting the future so that in some ways we can, we can rule and care for all these other creatures that, uh, that God's created who need care. And so it's so interesting because, you know, you've been telling the stories of how we didn't do it very well <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we care, we started caring, but we did it in a way that wasn't in line with what God wanted. It's so striking to watch this progression in the early chapters of Genesis. I mean, in the early chapters, it seems like rule or reigning revolves around all the different non-human dimensions of the garden, vegetable, animal, mineral. And I suppose that's because there just weren't this, there weren't a lot of human beings there. But then very quickly, you, you see that the focal point of ruling in the garden has to do with how we treat one another, how Adam and Eve, how they relate, relate to each other, and then how Cain relates to Abel, and then how this wild man named Lamech, how he relates to the people around him. And so you start recognizing that the real purpose, the real meaning of rulership is defined by how we treat others and how we love our neighbor as ourselves. And, and of course, Jesus comes to fulfill that whole idea in powerful and profound ways. Yeah, you know, when we think about ruling and leading from the beginning, and then we we as humans just messed it up, and then Jesus came to show us, right? He came to say, okay, <laughs> you need a better example. I'm going to come yeah. here and I'm going to show you what it looks like. I'm going to let you hear what it sounds like. I'm going to let you see uh, all of that. And yeah. so as we think about um, Jesus and his example, what does that tell us about kingdom leadership? Well, I think the mess up, it also speaks to what kingdom leadership isn't. The mess up was, I want to be able to say what's right and wrong, right? I mean, it was their desire to be God. And I think it's it's just really important for us to recognize that. So if that's what has broken God's original intent for us in ruling, then the opposite of that is what leads us to the place where we can rule in his image. And that Mm -hmm. is selfless. Mm -hmm. That is dependence on him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and so, so that's what I think Jesus represents Mm -hmm. for us. And we see it throughout scripture. Um, I've just been thinking about in Matthew, just this um, chapter 23, all the, the woe to you, um, passages that that Jesus is saying, Pharisees, you're you're trying to rule with all these rules, rule mm-hmm. keeping, and it it all looks great on the outside, but your hearts are broken. They've missed the in His image piece, and that's to care for, put others above yourselves, to you know, not selfish ruling, but selfless ruling. And wouldn't it be great if? You know, that's the beginning of kingdom leadership is being able to 
wish that or want that or to cultivate that in our own hearts to be asking ourselves, how can I start to serve better? How can I start to be about others in my leadership more than what's this going to do for me? It's difficult for us because we don't understand what it's like to live in a kingdom. We know what it's like to live in a democracy where there's a peaceful transition of power, or at least there has been uh, most of the time. I, I I think it's easy to try and superimpose our ideas of democracy on this language. Yeah. But that just wasn't the case for any of the authors of the Bible. Overwhelmingly, the majority of the Bible was written under empires. It was written from smaller kingdoms that had been occupied and overtaken by much larger kingdoms, kingdoms with emperors. And and you would refer to them as the king of kings. They were conquering kings. Mm -hmm. And so just throughout lots of the ancient Near East, they had this name for the emperor, this title, and it was the son of God or the image of God. And it's striking to me that God, as he inspired Genesis, Use those kinds of words for his people, mm. for us. Yeah. And then Jesus captures that same language, the same vocabulary, as a way of saying, I'm fulfilling kingdom imagery. And I know we're going to talk about that more, but when I think about what you're alluding to, Julie, I just think about Jesus' words where he says things like, those who want to be first must be the very last. Those who want to lead must be servants of all, that we love our neighbors as ourselves. We don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but with blessing, we bless those who curse us. We pray for those who persecute us. And when I think of those as rules or as principles for how we will rule in our world, you recognize that this is connecting the dots all the way back to Genesis chapter 2, that Jesus is showing us how to do what all the previous kings and priests and prophets hadn't been capable of. He's showing us how to be rulers in our world and in his kingdom. Wow. So I'm really struck, Dave, as as you just shared all of that. The thing that kept coming up for me is, what a beauty, I, like I have an opportunity to, I'm, I'm called to rule every day in all these things that I'm doing. And I guess I just, I'm seeing it in a new light even right now, like what a gift mm-hmm. I've been given to care. It, it's going to help me, mm-hmm. that thought, what you just said is going to help me care for every individual I meet with, every, the choice of every worship song, the... <laughs> whatever I'm setting my hands to. Totally. It's got this new, like I'm, I just kind of felt invigorated in thinking about what God is calling me to rule. I'm not the president. I'm not the pastor. I don't, you don't have to, you know, we're not all going to be leading the organization, but we're playing our piece. Right. And, ah, I'm inspired by that. That's encouraging. And whatever we set our hands to, I think includes our, our internal stuff too, right? That we, we are also called to exactly. lead and care for ourselves and our hearts. And I think we'll be talking more about this as the podcast goes on, but how do we lead ourselves and how do we lead others? And I think, yeah, when you were saying that, Chuck, just the idea of like caring for ourselves with gentleness and um, leading ourselves also in a way that that honors God. 
and we do that in his image. Yeah, because the reality is that if we, there's no way we can care for anything outside of ourselves if our inside isn't in a healthy space to be able to do so. There's just, you know, it it's the whole principle of you have to fill in to overflow. What's on the inside is going to overflow. Yeah. So to have any lasting impact, we have to take care of ourselves, which I love that our our mission statement is developing fully devoted followers of Christ first of ourselves and then of others. Yeah. So if you're leading a group, hopefully this podcast is helpful to you. But if you're not, I think it can still be very helpful because like Chuck said, we all have our areas that we are ruling, even if the main place you're ruling is yourself. Yeah. Well, we're not going to take too much more of all of your time because this is our preview episode, but I do, we do want to leave you with some practical applications of just, you know, how can you even just start to evaluate your own heart? Jimmy, I think you had some thoughts. Yeah. We've been reading through a book um, called The Gentle Answer by Scott Sauls. And he, he was writing about three distinctions that I thought were just good questions to ask ourselves as we're considering like, are we practicing kingdom leadership or more worldly leadership or leadership that relies primarily on ourselves? So he um, talked about emphasizing, are we emphasizing keeping rules over loving God? Are we working hard to impress over resting in grace? And are we performing duties over celebrating the finished work of Christ? I think those are just good reflection questions to be asking ourselves. And since I mentioned the book, A Gentle Answer by Scott Sauls, who is a pastor in Nashville, um, we are going to be reading that together um, on the podcast and talking about it um, in the coming weeks. So if you would like to read along with us, we would love to have you do that. In fact, in our show notes, we'll include a YouTube video of Scott Sauls introducing the book. Grab a highlighter, because as most of us on staff have already recognized, (laughs) it's all uh, it's all deep and profound and really challenging. Well, we hope that you join us in reading the book. We're so grateful that you've joined us on this preview episode. We are really looking forward to exploring what kingdom leadership looks like with you in the future. May his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.